Hello, this is Veronica from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 12th of July. An investigation by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists has revealed that Times Internet, the digital arm of the Times of India group, invested in American taxi service provider Uber in India in 2015. According to Indian Express, the deal was valued at around 150 crore rupees and allowed Uber to leverage the reach of assets owned by the Times Group across print, television, as well as 150 million monthly active users on digital. In late 2014, Uber was banned in Delhi after the rape of a woman passenger by an Uber driver. Shortly after, the editor of the Economic Times newspaper sent an email to Uber co-founder Travis Kalanick inviting him to the Economic Times Global Business Summit. In the letter, the editor had urged Kalanick to visit Delhi in January of 2015 and said that it would help him acquaint himself with decision-makers in India. Soon after, Times Internet had invested in Uber. Shivakumar Sundaram, who is the chairman of the executive committee of the Times of India Group, denied facilitating or providing Uber with any form of political access or promoting changes in legislation. On the investment made by Times Internet, Sundaram said that all investments made by the companies in the group would be in their course of business and in compliance with laws of India. He went on to say that Bennett Coleman & Co Limited, the conglomerate which owns the Times Group, had a cordial advertising relationship with Uber in India. According to the Washington Post, Uber has reportedly entered into similar partnerships with other media groups around the world, including the UK's Daily Mail, Germany's Bild and Italy's Le Espresso, among others. Alt News co-founder Mohammad Zubair's bail plea, linked to an FIR filed in Delhi, has been adjourned and will now be heard on 14th of July, while his interim bail in another case filed in Uttar Pradesh's Sitapur has been extended till 7th of September. The first case was heard by a Delhi Magistrate Court and the second by the Supreme Court. In the Supreme Court, the additional Solicitor General, appearing on behalf of the Uttar Pradesh Police, asked for time to file a counter-affidavit. The court granted four weeks' time for the same and two weeks for a rejoinder later. The court extended his interim bail, which was set to expire on Wednesday, and will now hear the matter for final disposal on 7th of September. Zubair was arrested by the Delhi police on 27th of June in connection with a tweet he had posted four years ago. The house of an accused in a suicide case was raised by authorities today in Assam's Dibrugarh. The owner of the house, Baidullah Khan, is one of four people arrested in connection with the death of activist and businessman Vineet Bagaria, who died by suicide last week. Biswajit Pegu, the deputy commissioner of police of Dibrugarh district, told Hindustan Times that Khan's house was raised with a bulldozer because it was built without the required building permits. Pegu added that Khan and his family did not live in the house and had given it out on rent. The Congress called the demolition of Khan's house a deliberate act to target certain communities. Khan and one Nishant Sharma were arrested on 9th of July on charges of abetment to suicide. Two more suspects have not been apprehended yet. In a video before he died, Bagaria had allegedly named the four as being responsible for his death. According to Northeast Now, he blamed them for allegedly harassing him and his family over a property dispute. Protesters subsequently took out marches in Dibrugarh, seeking justice for Bagaria. Assam Chief Minister Himanta Biswa Sharma had also visited Bagaria's family after his death and apologised for the district administration's failure in the matter, East Mojo reported. 
The unveiling of the national emblem on top of the new parliament building sparked several controversies among opposition leaders. The emblem was unveiled by Prime Minister Narendra Modi earlier today. For starters, several opposition leaders and government critics claimed the original emblem had been modified to include bared fangs. The official handle of the Rashtriya Janata Dal on Twitter said there had been a sense of gentleness in the original, while the new emblem has a quote-unquote man-eating tendency. The Rajya Sabha spokesperson of Trinamool Congress, Jawahar Sirkar, said the new emblem was an insult to the national symbol. Calling the new emblem unnecessarily aggressive, Sirkar demanded it be changed immediately. Additionally, the CPIM called Modi unveiling the new emblem a violation of the constitution. Modi, being the head of the executive, had subverted the constitutional separation of powers between the three wings of government. This was echoed by AIMIM chief Asaduddin Owaisi, who said Modi had violated all constitutional norms. However, BJP chief spokesperson Anil Baluni hit back at the opposition for its unfounded allegations. According to NDTV, he said the criticism of the new emblem was politically motivated. At least 7 people had died in the last 24 hours due to rain-related incidents in Gujarat. Additionally, around 9000 people have been relocated to safe areas, news agencies reported. 10 trains were cancelled in Gujarat today amid heavy rainfall. In a statement, the Western Railways said that trains in the Vadodara division were particularly affected as tracks between Dabhoi and Ekta Nagar stations were washed out. District administration has temporarily shut down schools and colleges in Ahmedabad. Water logging was reported in the city as visuals showed many ground floor shops, offices and houses submerged in water. Some of the worst hit districts include Dang, Navsari and Valsad. On Monday, Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Home Minister Amit Shah spoke to Gujarat Chief Minister Bhupendra Patel and assured him of help. Listeners, Gujarat isn't the only state which is facing floods. Over the past month especially, Assam has had severe floods across districts that have caused widespread destruction. Last week, several local journalists were puzzled by social media claims of a purported flood jihad in the state. While some news channels ran with it, others were thwarted thanks to the efforts of reporters on the ground and the state government. To know more, you can read my colleagues Ayush Tiwari and Tanishka Sodhi's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled How local reporters state government thwarted Delhi media's efforts to peddle hashtag flood jihad. This story is behind the paywall exclusively for our subscribers who believe in the power of an ad-free news model. Join our movement to pay to keep news free. Head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. Sri Lankan President Gotbaya Rajapaksa allegedly made a thwarted attempt to flee the country today but was stopped by immigration officials at Colombo airport. According to the Times of India, immigration officials refused to let him enter the airport's VIP suite to stamp his passport when he was attempting to fly to Dubai. His brother and Sri Lanka's former finance minister Basil Rajapaksa faced a similar situation. The Guardian reported that Gotbaya missed four flights to the UAE and finally left the airport for a nearby military base. There are now unconfirmed rumors that the president is considering using a naval patrol craft to flee the country. Meanwhile, a petition has been filed in Sri Lanka's Supreme Court seeking a restriction on influential leaders, including Gotbaya, Basil, and their brother Mahindra Rajapaksa, from leaving the country. 
Godbaya had announced that he will resign tomorrow to clear the way for a peaceful transition of power. Until he resigns, he enjoys immunity from arrest. Reports suggest the president is attempting to leave Sri Lanka before his resignation to avoid potential detention. On Saturday, Godbaya had left his official residence before thousands of protesters stormed the building. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.